0: What's up, Skeleton Crew Nation, Boneheads, podcast listeners? This is Matt Wazell if you're nasty. I'm here to introduce our new version of Banana Laser's Halloween Retrospective, specially made for the Skeleton Crew. That's right. We all put our dicks together, and we've re-edited, reproduced Banana Lazer Halloween Retrospective from 2013. And before you say, hey, 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 wait, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. I love those shows. Why mess with them? Well, to be fair, we put these shows out one a week, and so there was no editing involved. And there are things I wanted to do in the production that we just didn't get to, because I had to crank them out so fast. So now, with the help of Alex, we're putting these out as a gift to you guys for Halloween, and I think this is going to be a real treat for you guys. Even if you've listened to these shows multiple times, I really think you're going to like this list. So put on your clown masks, don't spill any butter on your pants, and let's do this.
1: Serial killer Michael Myers,
2: hostage now identified as Lori Strode. Ms. Strode allegedly shot and killed on 19, a... believed to represent the 19-year cycle of the moon. It weighs w- more than 5 tons, making it disappear. Had a deal that just made the grisly discovery of three bodies in the upstairs bedrooms of this house.
0: It appears that the murders took place sometime early this evening.
2: Death has come to your little town, Sheriff.
0: Welcome Laser Nation to the Banana Laser Horror Podcast, the podcast that has to be peeled to be believed exclusively at Horrorfilia.com with your sexy host, Dave Z. Hey yo,
3: I'm a pretty simple guy.
0: And Matt Wiesel. Matt
1: Wiesel. Matt Wiesel.
0: Matt Wiesel. Matt Wiesel. Matt Wiesel. The Potassium Starts Now. This is it. Uh, We're starting our Halloween retrospective with Halloween 1978 classic from John Carpenter starring Jamie Lee Curtis, Donald Pleasance, and blah, 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 blah. You've heard it all before. (laughs) What the fuck are we going to talk about, Dave? I mean, shit.
3: (laughs) I don't know, man. We're going to have to fucking... Make it interesting, but I you know
0: think, you know, I think it's not really like trivia or anything we could talk about. All we can bring to this is our personal perspectives and stuff like that. Um,
3: well, I got that, trivia. I'll tell you right now. I fucking <laughs> <laughs> I was fucking I, I've been doing so much damn shit. I've been watching the documentaries and everything. I even found some things because I've listened to commentaries and everything else. You're There's some things I didn't okay. realize before.
0: Really? Before before you set out to record uh, this right now, you've learned stuff about uh, a movie that you probably watched 30 times.
3: Absolutely, I have. Yeah, oh, because that's... I was investigating and, you know, fucking, I'm trying to, damn, you know, trying to put on a decent show here. I'm, you know, doing my part.
0: This guy's <laughs> so, committed.
3: Yeah, you know, yeah, I'm going to be committed fucking by the end of the time we're <laughs> <of> done recording. <laughs>
0: <laughs> probably. So, yeah, this, uh, I mean, Halloween, it's a, it's a classic. I mean, uh, you know. I'll say. There, there's no hiding it from from Dave and myself. Uh, you know, say what you will about the entire franchise, but this individual movie right here, it almost does not get any better than that. I mean, it, you know, it's got its problems, it's got flaws, but uh, what makes this movie is the, the style, the craft, and the filmmaking done by Carpenter, and the mood that he invokes, and it's 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 great. Even though it, this movie clearly was not filmed during Halloween time, uh, because all the trees have green leaves and, and stuff like that, and you can see palm trees in the background on at least one shot.
3: Well, that's uh, it. That's the problem, is that they were in California, and they were yeah. trying to make it look like fucking... You know, Illinois.
0: Totally. But even with that, he pulled it off because, oh, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I see that stuff now, you know, because I've seen the movie so many times. Right. But but back then, even on my 10th watch, I wasn't looking at the leaves, you know. I, he, no. It, right. the, everything about it just screamed Halloween time, you know. And I know it's the title of the movie, but even if it wasn't called Halloween – uh, you know, it just sets the mood perfectly. Is so that's per- what's
3: so fucking amazing? Is mm-hmm. What's so incredible about it? Because the budget was shit. There wasn't much put into it. It was fucking three hundred something, and you know, half of the budget was used just on that fucking camera they used.
0: Yes. Uh, yeah. To, to to do the uh, the opening uh, with the POV shots. And, it was uh, I don't know what kind of camera, but uh, you might know. But uh, it's yeah, it was it was brand new, uh, just invented, and uh, they put it to great use. I mean, wh- let's talk about this opening now. Ah, uh, shit, this—I mean, we could do a whole show on this opening scene. I think uh, I probably have more notes on this on this scene <laughs> alone than the, the entire rest of the movie because of how effective it is.
3: Even um, before the scene, even when the fucking opening credits come out and the soundtrack hits.
0: Ah oh, yes! Oh I God! Mean, yeah! How how fuck? could I forget? Yeah,
3: it possibly, you know, maybe, definitely the best soundtrack ever for any horror movie. Period.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And it starts right off with the opening credits. I mean, boom! Right away. Yes. And there's that fucking famous music. It, it's just.
0: It you puts know. you it puts you right in the mood. That that I mean, you just even if you watch this on June, <laughs> in June, mm-hmm. you know, you feel you feel like a chill in the air, you know, when you hear that music and you see the picture of the jack o' lantern, you know, yeah. and the or you know, and the credits and stuff like that. It's just it's just great.
3: Yeah. So basic and and yet so perfect. Just mm-hmm. that just goes to show you just what you can do on a small budget and with the brilliance of of, of Carpenter and that soundtrack, which is just it's just off the fucking hook. There, I don't think there is a better soundtrack
0: to movie. It. it definitely works. It definitely sets the mood. Yeah, he, he did right with that. And yeah, you're right. I mean, they had yeah no money, you know, and I think that was to their benefit, definitely, because if they had more money, you know, they wouldn't have tried so hard to create something, you know, out of nothing. You know, they would have just been like, you know, nowadays when they got a ton of money, it's like, well, it's just, you know, fix that in post, you know, and stuff like that. Right. So, uh, right. you know, he definitely had the drive of a young filmmaker uh, to make a quality uh, film, you know, and uh, fuck, I applaud him for that.
3: The, the cast was young, the crew was young. They say that the oldest people were fucking Carpenter and, and Deborah Hill, and they were like 30. Mm-hmm. Just think about being at a, at, you know, did a production like that where it's fucking all teens and people in their twenties, and the elder statesmen are are thirty years
0: old. Well, then you got uh, you know, Loomis and Bracket running oh, around. <laughs>
3: yeah, fucking idiot that I am, I didn't mean the cast. You're right, yeah, of course. I know, I know. Right, but you know what? Loomis was only there. Donald Pleasance was there for five days. Boom, boom, boom. They, you know, because. You know, apparently he got a, a good
0: chunk of change. I'm sure. Yeah. He well, he was the star, really. I mean, his name was a you know the first you know he was top build. You know, Jamie Lee Curtis wasn't anybody yet. True. And, you right. know, he's he's been in some major you know Hollywood productions. You know, he was definitely the the get of this movie. Uh, but speaking of that, I know uh, Carpenter wanted uh, Christopher Lee, I believe, in this role.
3: Yeah, um, and Peter Cushing too.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, both of
3: them.
0: I just can't. I just can't see it. I understand what he was going for, but after seeing the finished product and, and so many years removed, uh, seeing one of those guys in that role, I just, I just can't. You know, it, <laughs> Pleasance is Loomis. You know what I mean? Pleasance is
3: Loomis. Absolutely, yeah. mm-hmm. he's fucking. He's just as iconic, in my opinion, as Michael himself for the series. I mean, he carried. A lot of the later films. I mean, the ones that he, you know, we're talking like fucking four and five, and you know,
4: yeah, mm-hmm. even
3: six, whatever. I mean, without him being there, some of them are are barely watchable. He really carries the fucking the franchise later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and Michael is Michael. Whatever. There's only one, in my opinion, there's only been one really great Michael, and it's in this movie. But that, you know, we'll get to that.
0: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, this movie is is one of the big, well-known slashers. And it's been copied, and, and and everything a million times. But, I mean, let's look at the the setup for this. Um, it 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 has a villain, but it also has a protagonist that is featured in almost all the sequels. That the same guy that's trying to stop the villain, and in uh, at least three or at least two of the sequels has the same uh, heroine in it and very rarely do any of these franchises ever do that i can't can't even think of one off top of my head that carries over so many characters to the next film uh generally they start fresh because that's what you have to do with these kinds of movies um you know you just start over because they don't want to do exactly the same thing but this franchise they stuck to the that formula of the first movie it's crazy to me
3: (laughs) That's fucking... That, I never thought about that. I hear you.
0: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I can't think of any other franchise where it's like bringing D- uh, Donald Pleasant's Loomis character back, you know, to chase after the villain again. Never, I don't think.
3: No. I mean, maybe in maybe in the older movies, like the, the Universal Classics and things ah, like that, maybe mm-hmm. they had, like, Dracula and Van Helsing and yes. shit like that going on, but... Not the same actors, I, I don't think. Uh, honestly, I don't know. Maybe even in the Hammer film with that shit. Yeah. Maybe I can't say. You probably know more about those movies than I do. I, I sadly, I, I haven't gotten into them as much as I, I would have liked to.
0: Mm-hmm. But, yeah, no, I, I haven't either. But that makes sense. I was, you know, I'm I'm in a frame of mind of you know uh, of I guess my lifetime of films and stuff like right, that. Right, I hear you. Franchise,
3: yeah. the shit we fucking come up with, mm-hmm. the shit seventies yeah. you know, and up. Of course, I hear you. In, in that format, no. I mean, this this really is the only
0: one. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, yeah, let's get fucking back to this opening scene. This fucking iconic, Shit. iconic fucking scene. Watching it this time, there there's some things that really stuck out in my mind. One is that it opens up outside. The whole thing is POV. You know, it's four or five minutes. This scene, I, I yeah. can't actually recall. It starts out outside, and that immediately throws you off. Because you're not uh, you're not thinking that it's someone related to uh, the girl or the guy or anything. It's it starts outside the house and it looks like a home invasion kind of thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you're it, it automatically sets you in the mindset of okay, this is not somebody that they know at all. So when later uh, the reveal comes, it hits you that much harder. I think it. You just didn't realize it before uh, that, that that how that worked. Whereas, you know, if you started inside the house, you would already be thinking, uh, you know, something's up. It's like, oh, well, who is this person? It's obviously her dad or, you know, something like that.
3: Right, of course, a so member I thought, of a family. Right. I
0: thought that was something very subtle and it was, it was very effective. Um, the other thing I thought of was we know Michael Myers. He's... He's prone to wear masks. Obviously he doesn't want to be without masks. He likes to hide behind the mask, but he starts out this movie without his mask. Okay. He is True. in, he yeah. is in, he's in his Halloween costume. He's outside the house. Uh, we see his sister canoodling with her boyfriend or whatever. Canoodle. And, <laughs> yeah. They're, they're doing some heavy petting and, uh, <laughs> And the boyfriend jokingly picks up his clown mask and puts it on, you know, and whatever. And then and then they run upstairs, and he eventually gets the mask upstairs. And I, And I didn't catch it until this viewing, and it astonished me. Maybe it's because it's his first kill, but he's predisposed to wear masks. He loves them, and yet he's in his Halloween outfit, and he took the mask off and left it. Maybe that was his motivation to... I don't know, go up there and get the mask and then eventually kill her? I don't know. But I just thought that was something that stuck out to me this time.
3: Yeah, you really fucking caught me off guard with that.
0: <laughs> don't worry, <laughs> don't worry. I'm not going to get this heavy-handed with the rest of <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, it. That's cool. It's uh, I'd like to hear something new about the movie I've seen a fucking million times. Yeah. You know, but... And I can't remember the first time I see it, so it's hard for me to go back. And even I bet the first time I did see it, I probably already knew of Michael Myers. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like I went to the theater in 1978 because, of course, that didn't happen. But fuck, just that's great how what you said about them being on the POV, <laughs> which is just fucking incredible. That's straight out of fucking the book of Hitchcock, you know, mm-hmm. in in our general for that matter. Those are the fucking that's who excelled in that shit and Carpenter, you know that was done intentionally. I mean, yeah, there's POV. He's not, mm-hmm. he didn't invent the POV, but as one shot, that's fucking, what's incredible yes. about it. Yes. You know what I
0: mean? Not everyone did that, you know, no, Hitchcock,
3: our yeah. general, and, and, fucking, and, and Carpenter here. I mean,
0: he, uh, Carpenter definitely, uh, uses the, the crane shots effectively, the long takes, and, yeah. and dollies. I mean, the way he moves the camera down the streets, and stuff like that, and um, and, and it's just it's just so methodical, and it just it's all about the mood of the film, and it's great.
3: Something else about the mask, and I'll get to it later. I don't think Michael can kill without the mask on. I no,
0: think absolutely is. not. He can't. It's his it's his uh, safety blanket, you know.
3: Right. Yeah. yeah. Precisely. That mm-hmm. is that is what it is. He has to have it to kill. Mm-hmm. He can't do without
0: it. Which is <laughs> why I thought it was strange because he goes and gets the knife first. He's gonna kill, and then yeah, then sure. he gets the mask second. So that's why that's what jarred it in my mind. I was like, oh fuck, he didn't even have his mask yet. But uh, another thing that stood out in the scene is okay. So. Uh, After Michael gets in the house, his sister's upstairs getting boned and... uh, Getting a fucking
3: quickie. That's what I was going to say. (laughs) This
0: fucking guy. Okay, we've all been there. You know, we've all been a two-pump chump and and, and whatever, but... Yeah, whatever. But this guy leaves immediately. It's like...
3: (laughs) I'm a dick.
0: Like, okay, had a great time. See, like... They were up there for 30 seconds. I mean, <laughs> half of that time I had to have been getting their clothes off. You know, like, it's crazy to me how quick that was. <laughs> Quickest sex
3: in the fucking history of cinema.
0: <laughs> yeah. But then, here, here's the other thing, is that he's leaving, and you see all this from Michael's point of view. Why doesn't he kill him?
3: I hear you. Why the fuck not?
0: Yeah, he doesn't attack. He's only wants to kill his sister. What's his motivation here? I think it comes down to, uh, I think it's sex. I think you know I hate to necessarily call back Friday Thirteenth and say, oh, it's all about having premarital sex and doing drugs and stuff like that. But this is, uh, I think it's definitely connected to that because throughout this film, um, you have Laurie Strode, who's kind of the the prude type, where her friends are you know, you know having sex and, and stuff like that, and you have. Michael, who wants to penetrate people <laughs> with a knife, you know, he's he's clearly like uh, underdeveloped, you know, has mental problems and stuff like that, and uh, you know, he's still probably too young, you know, to have the sexual urges come out. But that that's kind of what I attribute this is as he has some kind of urge, doesn't know how to, you know, get rid of that urge, and so what he does is start killing. I don't know. Have you ever read into that? Uh, maybe I'm way off.
3: You know, I watched the commentary a few times. Oh, okay. And and they're actually they're pretty defensive about it. Both of them, John Carpenter and Deborah Hill, both are defensive about it because uh, apparently there must have been a a slew of fucking criticism about the the whole thing and the virgin lives and you know the girls that have sex die. And they both stated on the commentary that clearly that's not what their intentions were. Oh, okay. What they're saying is that Lori noticed all this shit because she wasn't preoccupied with boys.
0: Oh, okay. That's why
3: mm-hmm. she's the one that sees the shape and, and everything else. She's not, her mind isn't boggled by fucking, you know, getting laid and everything else. And that other teen drama shit, you know, she's, she's different. Doesn't that necessarily have to be sex that causes that she just, you know, she's more vulnerable because, you know, her, her mind isn't occupied by all the things that, that, that theirs are. That's what they said. I mean, and and I understand why they would say that. And, you know, maybe that's maybe that's the truth. But, or it just could be, it kind of makes it even creepier from a certain point of view that Lee's just purely evil. Like the way, you know, the, the way Loomis speaks of him later. You know, and there there is no rhyme or reason to it. Whatever. I mean, maybe he just wasn't thinking about the the boyfriend. He didn't give a fuck. He wasn't. I don't know. It goes to that thing, that discussion that we've been having for years since remakes came out. They started explaining away everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That it's you know, it's just better that they're evil and they're fucked up, and that's just it. That that's the end of it. And everyone's trying to guess why and who and you know all that other shit.
0: Yeah, hell, even uh, even well, with the sequel to this movie, they're trying to explain shit. You no, know? and that
3: was the problem, and mm-hmm. that's because Carpenter didn't know what the fuck else to do. because yeah. he had to write it; he he was stuck. He had his back against the wall, and he had to come up with something. And he he did the best he could, you know. But that was it. It was, you know, he was happy with what, what it was, and then he had to do his. He had to do part two. Didn't want to. Did it. That's what he came up with. Michael.
0: Okay, so this this is his first kill. He kills his sister. Uh, he has on this, you know, clown outfit with a little clown mask. If this movie were made today, like not Halloween, just this style of movie, don't you think when he returned to Haddonfield that he maybe would have an affinity to that mask and be, you know, like a clown killer or something like that? I, I agreed. I, I mean, I don't yeah. think that that would have worked. Uh, it would have been a totally different type of movie, but I don't know. It's just something I thought of that uh, uh, the consistency it would be more there today. They would try to, to hone in on that.
3: Yeah, it would just be too hard to do because of the costume. He's putting a little fucking piece of shit Lone Ranger style of fucking clown yeah, mask I guess, on. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. You know, I mean, if he escapes an asylum, where's he going to get a clown suit? You
0: know? <laughs> well, he always seems to find a mechanic's jumpsuit. I mean, shit. That's
3: true. I mean, yeah, he could just go into the fucking the local Rite Aid and fucking buy a clown suit or a party city you know, yeah. if he really wanted to. You know, give me I mean, fucking Sparky the Clown. He does go.
0: always kill during Halloween time, so it has got the stores available to buy whatever he wants.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's why he can always get the masks. He perfect. You know, he's fucking dudes all squared away. You
0: know? <laughs> yeah. The uh, there's there's one other thing that that struck me, and in this opening scene, as he's killing his sister, you know, I he's, know what you're he's say. stabbing his sister, <laughs> and then he looks up at his hand, and mm-hmm. for like maybe five seconds, just focuses clearly on the hand. Now, I understand from a filmmaker's point of view why you did this, uh, so you can see the whole scope of the entire room and, and, and what he, where he's actually coming from. But from a character standpoint, why would you do that? Would it be like a shock factor? Like he's, he's killing her and he just happens to look at his hand and just think to himself, holy shit, I'm actually doing this.
3: I hear it. And the funny thing is once again, because of the commentary, John Carpenter says it just that way too. He goes, he goes, but he says it almost the way you said it, the way he explained it. He goes like, well, I can't really give a reason why we did that. It was just for the shot. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean... Because I don't know why someone would do that. So, in essence, he's actually, you know, talking a little shit about his own film, but basically saying, well, it's a movie. We, You know, we did what we had to do to show it. But, you know, I guess you can think of it from another perspective and say, this motherfucker is just obsessed with seeing the knife go up and down because he's Mm -hmm. a simpleton. He thinks it's cool.
0: Okay, you called him a simpleton. I mean, is he? I mean, what do we know about this kid?
3: In ways he is, obviously. You see what he does later and the fucking the kills later when he looks at people and he does the fucking tilting of the head like a dog after he kills Bob and that whole thing and Mm -hmm. I mean he picked up driving just probably by (laughs) by watching, right? You know.
2: Well, it was your patient, doctor. If precautions weren't strong enough, you should have told somebody. I told everybody! Nobody listened. There's nothing else I can do. You can get back in there and get back on that telephone, tell them exactly who walked out of here last night, and tell them exactly where he's going. Probably going. I'm wasting my time. Sam Haddonfield is 150 miles away from here. Now, now, for God's sakes, he can't drive a car. He was doing very well last night. Maybe someone around here gave him lessons. Uh, Somebody around here
3: must have shown him
2: how.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He was doing very well last night. (laughs) let's just let's just break now and do an hour of loomis impressions (laughs) i shot him six times (laughs) you don't know what death is (laughs) (laughs) all right so stay tuned for banana laser's loomis impression hour (laughs) as many
3: times as we've seen this fucking thing
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) and he's so quotable it's fucking it's ridiculous yeah, so, you know, iconic opener. I mean, there's nothing better. Anything that calls, uh something from a classic like Psycho the way it does, uh, but makes it into something new uh, and fresh and uh, and still original uh, is great. I mean, it j- just great. I love it. You know, obviously his parents come home and they're stunned, and he's just That's staying their days, and so it... Um, Michael <laughs> another thing Michael? I, fi- I, <laughs> I find amusing is that uh, is that when they find him they take his mask off and it's, you see his face okay you're like holy shit it's a kid what the fuck right. and uh you know it's a big shock but then carpenter uses the crane and he pans out nobody moves <laughs> right it's like it feels like an hour you know the the cameras backing up. The parents still don't move. Everybody's just so shocked. It's like nothing's happening. I always find that amusing when I watch it. It looks great, you know, but it just seems like in reality somebody would say more words or something. Michael,
3: <laughs> I guess it's a little bit artsy. You yeah. You could say. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah.
3: But I fucking love it. It no, might it's be great. Yeah. My favorite shot in the film. Every know. time I see it. I'm just drawn to it. I'm I'm sucked right into it every time. I'm just fucking, it impresses me every single time I see it. Mm-hmm. I fucking love it the way they, they draw back with it and the camera and and of course the music. Like everything in this fucking movie plays it out so perfectly.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: You know and oh man, what a shot! It's fucking. I think it's incredible. You know, and yeah, it, it is a little bit silly that they don't move, but <laughs> you know, I guess they're I guess they're going a little bit artsy with it or, or something. You no, know? it's great. They do move I've... a little bit. They do move a tiny bit because I've seen enough times to see if they're moving. It's like they're seen in The Shining. There's, there's been times when I watch The Shining and I see Jack walk into the bar, mm-hmm. where you know where and all the people are there, and it seems like everybody's sitting still. And I've thought that a few times. Then I walk back and I see no, oh, no, there's a little bit of movement. It's mm-hmm. just the way they did it, but.
0: No, it's it's one of those things that you only notice because we've watched this so many times. Right, it, it fucking looks great. It's it was the right thing to do, uh, you know. I mean, it's it's a movie. It's supposed to be entertaining and visually uh, stunning, and that was the right thing to do because it's such a shocking moment that you find right. out it's a child, a very right. young child, who did that. <laughs> yeah, you know, so, it
3: wasn't nearly as long as what they did in House of a Thousand Corpses.
0: Oh God, yeah holy it's shit right <laughs> I know uh, yeah. I just couldn't I'm like okay something okay somebody move some <laughs> what's happening the, 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 the movie sees up what the fuck happened?
2: <laughs> I have the feeling that you're way off on this you have their own feelings you're not doing very much to prove me wrong what more do you need it's going to take more than fancy talk to keep me up all night crawling around these bushes I, I watched him for 15 years sitting in a room staring at a wall not seeing the wall looking past the wall looking at this night inhumanly patient waiting for some secret silent alarm to trigger him off death has come to your little town sheriff you can either ignore it, or you can
0: help me to stop it. More fancy talk. So uh, then we uh, flash forward to uh, to present time, I guess, and we're introduced to Dr. Loomis, played brilliantly by <laughs> Donald Pleasance, and uh, they're going to pick up Michael and take him to court, and already right off the bat, you know, you really get a sense of dr loomis <laughs> he's and, great,
3: opening sequence
0: man oh man he's just fucking <laughs> he's comical. <laughs> yeah like uh uh the, w- where i first laughed is that okay they pull up and uh all the patients are outside it looks like fucking not right. n- the living dead <laughs> right <you know? laughs> and, totally uh, totally yes and uh once Michael drives off in their fucking station wagon, he, he immediately says, The evil is gone! Yes. And I'm just like, What the f? That, that is the moment where it, it, it turns for me, where it's like, What? You know, I'm just kind of like, He's evil, you know? It's like Loomis has been with Michael for so long now, you know, the 15 years or whatever, and that he can't see him in any other way. He's just pure evil. To him
3: right yeah
0: mm-hmm. it's it's almost comical because you know it's just like well he, he is a person i mean you know whatever but again like you said earlier i think it harkens to the classic uh uh like dracula uh versus van helsing and stuff like that you know he's the van helsing of this movie clearly. right yeah
3: but you know he is the fucking the greatest he's the greatest pitch man ever <laughs> My God, incredible. A fucking hype man. Outstanding. The, the the lines that he says in this movie that are written by Carpenter are just mm-hmm. fucking brilliant. And just even on the way up, when he refers to him and she says, don't you think we can refer to uh, um, it as him, you know? Well, if you say so. You know, he's fucking <laughs> – the way he talks about it is great, but I mean – Right off the bat, you know, you know, like, uh, Thorazine—he won't be able to stand up. That's the—that's the
0: idea, yeah. you know. <laughs> now, <laughs> completely now.
3: against him in any, every way, shape, or form. He just wants the fucking guy <laughs> completely, you know, unconscious almost. You yeah, know, he
0: just wants him gone. Yeah, absolutely. Right,
3: right. <laughs> he's and he's the only guy that knows because he's his personal doctor. And but what I think is funny when he fucking gets up there and he goes, on, move," he tells her. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, <laughs> that always makes me laugh. All of a sudden, he snaps at her. You know, <laughs> <laughs> the evil is gone. Oh, it's great. Th- those two lines are funny, but 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 the sequence of going up and t- right off the bat, you get a sense of fucking the way he views this this Michael Myers cat. Mm-hmm. Which, yep. by the way, the only time his name is ever said is in the beginning scene when they say Michael. Michael. <laughs> That's it. You never hear the fucking the 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 name Michael Myers uttered the rest of the film.
0: Is that right? He never says it, huh?
3: No, that's why he's the shape. That's it.
0: Oh shit! Okay, I was gonna ask that later, but okay, brilliant. Yeah, lost my train of thought. Where was I going? Uh, The evil (laughs) is gone. Yeah. So, (laughs) so oh, this is what I was gonna say now. Dr. Loomis, he, is he good at psychiatry? Because he was with Michael. He says, I believe it's something like seven years he was, you know, with him, actively trying to help him. And then for the next eight years, just trying to keep him locked up. Right. Okay. So he had seven years to decide that you're hopeless. There's, you know, uh, (laughs) <laughs> and, and, and that he was pure evil okay that's that's the other thing is he he alludes that he never spoke or hardly did anything while he was in the hospital for 7 years okay would you determine from that that somebody is evil i mean seriously he killed one person <laughs> would you decide after 7 years of somebody not doing anything and not talking that well you're you're fucking evil That you're, you know, and you must be locked away forever. And and you just, you know, that's it. Okay, done. Psychiatry (laughs) over. Drops the mic. You know,
3: like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Right? I I never thought about that.
0: Yeah, it's just, it's like, how did he come to that conclusion? He did nothing, or at least they didn't show anything, that he, he did, you know, like, kill other people or be maniacal or or anything like that. He only says that, you know, he just didn't talk. He barely moved. It was that. He just looked at the wall. He looked past the wall. He looked through the exactly. wall. Exactly. I can't remember if that was in part two or this one, but he he does. they don't allude to him doing anything. So, I mean, uh, there's people out there who have probably killed one person, you know, m- maybe even violently. I wouldn't necessarily say that they're pure evil uh, just because they <laughs> didn't talk for seven years after that.
2: The devil's eyes. I spent eight years trying to reach him, and then another seven trying to keep him locked up because I realized that what was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. I guess it's all about the the look in his eye.
3: The eyes himself. The blackest eyes. The devil's eyes. Great, great line. Oh, man, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And just sitting there, like you said, looking through the wall... Looking to this night, the whole fucking thing. I mean, there he goes. He just sees this fucking kid with black ass eyes, fucking not even acknowledging anything, looking through a fucking wall, just staring straight into it. That is a good question.
0: I don't know. So yeah, I I, I wanna I wanna see some of other Loomis's patients, you know, because <laughs> I wanna see if he's actually ever helped anyone in his life or if he just, you know, talks to him for a month and says, Nope, done with you. <laughs> Moving on. Lock him away. Crazy.
3: That's it, yep. Yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> Throw away the key, motherfucker. Jesus
0: Christ. I, I Wow.
3: Good for you. I fucking see I'm I'm sheep. I fucking I I I fell in hook, line and sinker for the fucking the greatest pitch man of all time you
0: know? <laughs> yeah he, he's trying to sell that to everybody he meets oh, everybody
2: right
3: <laughs> <laughs> and he does he sells it to me how many times have i seen it and i never even thought to question it i'm just mm-hmm. like well this motherfucker's evil that's all there is to it he says he's evil and of course we know what happens after i mean they're evil acts so yeah why question it you
0: know? yes yes you're absolutely he right. Was right you know yes. what i mean <laughs> yeah he definitely was right uh, he's definitely is pure evil. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so really? um, then, uh, so then we we flash forward the next day. We jump to Haddonfield, where most of this action is going to take place. We're introduced to Laurie Strode, and this is where some of that uh, you know she's our, our our main protagonist of the of the movie, and this is where some of the great uh, filming comes in, where it's just. Uh, you know, dolly shots down the street of her walking, her meeting Tommy, um, her going to the Myers house and leaving the yeah. key. It's just all planned so well. I would call him almost a master or a genius just based off this movie. Uh, he's made some movies in later years that I would retract that statement, but uh, nobody's ju-
2: perfect.
3: That's yes, sure.
0: true. But this movie alone, he got right 100% with the yeah. shots and everything like that it just i wouldn't change a thing they're just all perfect the the way that he kept michael in the shadows was so brilliant the way you just barely see his mask that one time whenever uh tommy's getting picked on by the bullies and one of them runs into michael and he grabs right. him and you just barely see the white mask real quick you know, you see the white mask in the distance, but you never see it up close. He's always in the background, in the shadows. That was so smart and it works so effectively. And they definitely didn't do that for fucking any of the sequels, I don't think.
3: <laughs> a little bit into. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah.
3: And, in, and in the TV cut, even more so. But uh, this is, you know, one in a million what they, what they did with this movie. And that's just one more thing. And it's. It's the shape stalking.
4: Leave me alone. He's gonna get you. 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 He's gonna get you.
1: The boogeyman is coming. (laughs) Leave me alone. He doesn't believe us. Don't you know what happens on Halloween? Yeah. We get candy. (laughs) Boogeyman. (laughs) Who's the boogeyman? The boogeyman. The boogeyman. The boogeyman. The boogeyman. Boogeyman.
0: Yeah, the image, you know, fuck the imagery of him standing next to the 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 bush, yeah. and, you know, that's fucking so iconic, the imagery of him standing by the uh the the hanging clothes line. Yeah. Yeah, oh I mean. my god, it's it's so effective. That blank it's the blank face that he has, that that right. fucking William Shatner mask that they modified, it works yeah. so effectively and Fuck, it it might be one of the best masks I've ever seen in a horror movie, I think. Because it's effective in that manner, definitely.
3: Because it is the blank stare. Mm -hmm. It is fucking a blank face. You know, and the fact that they colored it white. and Definitely. Mm -hmm. And and don't forget the music is such a big part of this. Just Mm -hmm. the scenes, every scene you alluded to, with, with her walking with Tommy and everything else, and everything she was doing when Lori's walking, and then with the girls, and everything the the music is always it's ever present you know Mm -hmm. and it fucking fits every scene perfectly if you watch this movie without the music you know you can say that about a lot of horror movies granted but i mean it's so impactful for this movie yes probably more than anything else right Mm
0: -hmm. oh yes absolutely uh yeah it just seeps into your fucking bones and yeah if that score wasn't there uh which, I mean, we'll talk about in later installments, you know, where they remove a lot of the score and stuff like that. It just, yes, it's definitely most effective uh, <laughs> in this movie. It just, it just sucks you right in. Uh, in. In these opening parts, right after she drops the key off to uh, 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 the, the Myers house, and she parts from Tommy, and she's walking away. And then you get a shot, shot of her walking away, and you see Michael's, you know, shoulder. And she starts singing a song. And I never really thought, I never really read too much into it until recent years. But she sings a song. I can't remember how the melody goes right now. But she says, I wish I had you all alone, just Just the two of us. us. That is like just fucking brilliant. Because that's what he wants. He wants her all alone, just the two of them. Yep. Uh, so he can, you know, do whatever, stab her, you know, right. penetrate <laughs> her penetrate, yes. with his large <laughs> pulsating knife. Oh, boy.
2: <laughs> Absolutely.
3: Fucking deep in. That's the cool. other thing,
0: too. I, you know, I was talking about his, it's his sexual drive that he doesn't know what to do. You know, if he's been, <laughs> I mean, he's, what, 22 or 21 in this? He, he's a human being. And if he hasn't been uh, 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 masturbating this whole time, you know, Uh that he was locked up, then, yeah, I could see why he goes on this fucking killing rampage. Because he's got a lot of pent-up energy, you know? That's
3: for damn sure. He's probably Mm. never even fucking considered it. Yeah. Probably Mm -hmm. has no sexual fucking desire whatsoever. He's pure fucking evil. How could he?
0: Oh, brother. Yeah, he he was,
3: <laughs> I'm t- Yeah, Loomis, I know. I fucking, I'm, I'm, Loomis sold me for life. That's it. What can I say? <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. You know?
1: Where? The Myers house. The Myers house? You're not supposed to go up there. Yes, I am. Uh-uh. That's Spook House.
3: Yeah, but how about the part when she does go up to the thing, gets the key, and then walks in? You see Michael, and they play that fucking thing. <clears throat> that little yeah. bit of music. Yeah, it's fucking great. so effective. Just mm-hmm. a little tiny thing like that in that scene. It just. You, I'm not going to cheapen it by saying it's a jump scare, because it's not really a, a, a scare, you know, so to speak. But it's, you know, it's just very effective. It's a quick little thing, and him there, and then, then you hear a little breathing. Fucking, there you are.
0: That you know? breathing. Mm. it's like a soundtrack in itself to this yeah. movie and elevates it just ridiculous uh, Any time that he's in the background and you just hear that uh, you know it happens more so later in the movie but holy shit is that effective I would have never have thought to put that in if I were making this movie but they did and every time it happens it fucking it elevates every scene
3: yeah, especially
0: yeah. the ending. I mean, holy oh, shit! Yeah,
3: the end—no question.
0: You know, we cut back to Loomis, and he's—he's—he's he's, he's trying to follow uh, uh, Michael's path, figure out where he's going, and—and <laughs> and he just happens to stop at a payphone by train tracks. You know, this is just one of those things I have to question now after watching this a million times. Isn't it really convenient that there's this fucking payphone right there in what seems to be a field? <laughs> I don't know. I know there's a lot less payphones now, uh, if at all. But were they that prominent that they would just be everywhere? <laughs> you know, back in the. I don't 70s? know. Yeah. It's... I don't know. Good
3: question. It's. I mean, you have to ask some older people that, <laughs> that might know. Let's fucking get the, somebody on o- the The only
0: <laughs> thing you see around is this fucking this train track. You don't see any buildings, right? Uh, any establishments. Whatsoever, and there's a payphone. You know they fucking just brought that fucking payphone in to 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 be filmed at that spot for for whatever reason. Who knows?
3: Well, and the whole thing with the garage. The guy that worked at the garage had had gotten whacked, and Michael took his, his shit, his gear, you know, his clothes, mm-hmm. and took off. That whole that whole. Why didn't they just go to like an old garage? You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, I probably could've, probably just money. I mean, with budget, the yeah. uh, uh, you know they would have to get permits and stuff to film at a place. With this, they probably just brought in a fucking phone booth, uh, waited for the train to go by, you know, and then started filming probably. And uh, and hey, to their credit, you know, I mean, yeah, you know that worked, you know, definitely,
3: absolutely. And they got lucky with that phone going by. The phone going by, I said,
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's a fast phone right there. Holy shit! We're we're introduced to. Uh, Lori's friends after school totally and uh what's uh, one's Linda and one is um uh, what's Annie. Her name Annie? Yeah, Annie Brackett. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Now, let's just let's let's talk about this cuz I don't know of any other chicks uh in the movie that we'd want to talk about. Maybe maybe you do. not But which one would be your uh banana to peel? I would go for Annie, definitely. And <gasps> It, it was it was a tough choice, but let me tell you what made it uh when she spills butter all over herself <laughs> and immediately strips down uh to her underwear that i mean you don't see much but that shot of her back uh man smoking hot and and, and she's she's the best looking in the face definitely
3: she's definitely the best looking in the face mm-hmm. she definitely has the best fucking like if i were you know, if I could put myself in 1978 and, and be a guy, she would be the one I would want to bang the most. She mm-hmm. just has that sexuality about her. You know, uh, PJ Souls though, Linda, when she takes off her clothes, see anything you like? She fucking her tits. She does look really pretty hot in that scene.
0: Mm. It, 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 I don't think so.
3: <laughs> oh, you don't think so, really?
0: Oh, no, I don't. She's it's her, her whole character kind of turns me off. The way she, yeah, you know, hear- she's kind of ditzy. You know, right. and she says totally like 20 times and totally and all that shit. And, uh, yeah, it just, no. I hear you not there. Mm-hmm.
3: Personality wise is one thing. Uh, but I considered a closer race than you. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, what I, what I have in my notes when I wrote them, though, is that Annie's the banana. So, you know, <laughs> I'm not going back on that. Of course she is, you know. But the thing is, I saw something. I was watching the documentary about one and two. And I saw Annie the way she looks now, and that made me look at her a little differently.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, see, I, that, I haven't seen her why. recently. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I've been a little tainted because she doesn't look nearly, you know, like she did then. So I was like, hmm. Not that PJ Souls looks much better because we've seen her in uh, Devil's Rejects in that little yeah. that little walk-on. You know, she, that's nothing to write home about either. Yep. But
0: just and, because, and Uncle Sam, don't forget
3: Oh, that's right. (laughs) Another Uncle Sam callback. How the fuck Uncle Sam just keeps popping up on this show? (laughs) Holy shit.
0: (laughs) Yeah, if you guys haven't heard, go back and check out our Uncle Sam show where we really, really get in-depth about uh, 1996. Classic (laughs) Uncle Sam.
3: But anyway, yeah, Annie, I agree. Peel that banana.
0: Yeah, absolutely. She's definitely... Definitely yeah. the one to peel.
3: Totally. Mm. How about when she's bending over in the freaking thing? When, she oh, was locked when in she's there?
0: trapped in the fucking window? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah see? see? It's... That sells it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and how
3: about this? You know when she's on the phone with Paul?
0: Uh huh.
3: It seems, I think that's all you think about, he tells her. You know what I'm talking about, right? Of course you know. Mm-hmm. I don't oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you know who that is on the fucking line? It's fucking John Carpenter himself. Oh, really? Huh? Cool. Yeah. Something See, else I learned.
0: Yeah. There is trivia, I don't know.
3: Huh. See, I told you. I happened to stumble across some in the la- in the last week. Yes.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Huh. Yeah, he he plays Paul.
3: John Gar- huh? <laughs> yeah, John Carpenter fucking plays Paul. Yes.
0: Yeah, so Paul, he uh he got grounded for uh throwing <laughs> eggs and soaping up windows. How old is this fucking guy? Don't you do that shit when you're fifteen at best or fourteen? You know, right. he's gotta be seventeen. You know, or something like that. Wouldn't you outgrow doing that shit by then? Wouldn't you just <laughs> just want to attack Tang or Poon? Right? And you know, and, I mean, no. Let's go out and vandalize shit. I don't, I don't <laughs> fucking think so, dude. But That's they had true. they had to ride him out somehow. So, uh, Annie picks up uh, Lori and they're driving around. They're smoking a joint, and I always found that fascinating. That uh, uh, Laurie clearly is like the the prudish type in this movie yet she's just so casually just getting high uh driving around it, i don't know if it seems out of character uh but it's just it's just something that kind of sticks out to me i don't know if have you ever thought about that
3: yeah it has crossed my
0: mind mm-hmm.
3: yeah it has but once again it's the 70s and that just might have been you know what was going on everybody was smoking grass because that's what they even called it (laughs) grass you know we're smoking grass we're smoking a fucking reefer you know
0: (laughs) but i just i just find it strange how i mean they're going to go babysit the both of them oh yeah and that's what they're doing it's like oh i'm an adult i'm gonna watch after this you know at this eight-year-old or whatever (laughs) i need to get high first you know i i wouldn't do that i mean but granted who am I to judge? I'm How many t- eight-year-olds
3: have you been around? Yeah. For?
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. I need to calm down before right. I fucking go do that's why
3: she's such. That's why she gets so many fucking babysitting gigs. <laughs> she's the fucking best. That's your secret. She fucking catches a little buzz. She's mellow as fuck, man. She's out doing her thing. Okay, all right, I'm, I'm not going to yell at you. I'm not going to spank you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> fucking do your thing i'm chill you know
1: now here's i'm gonna the... carve
3: a pumpkin watch the fucking fire you know make yeah. some munchies for you make
0: some popcorn let's right. make more popcorn yeah i'm surprised right. i'm surprised when she asked that uh when <laughs> Lindsay asked that she wasn't like yeah popcorn man sounds right. great what's <laughs> more no she's like no we've had enough
3: right yeah well there you go she's fucking big <laughs>
1: Boogeyman, I'm scared. There's nothing to be scared of. Are you sure? How? Killed him. You can't kill the boogeyman. So who cares? I always forget my chemistry book
3: and my math book and my English book and my, my French book. And well, who needs books anyway? I don't need books. I always forget all of my books. I mean, it doesn't really matter if you have your books or not.
1: Hey, isn't that Devon Graham? I don't think so.
4: I think he's cute. Hey, jerk! Speed kills! God, can you take a joke?
3: But you know what? Let me go back to uh, the three girls in the conversation in the beginning, with uh, not the beginning, but when they're all introduced together with Lori and Linda and Annie walking and you know just having their teenager talk and you know doing their shit and hey jerk speed kills that whole fucking
4: scenario.
3: (laughs) You know something about that situation. I know you said that PJ Souls is annoying and the totally shit and everything else, and yeah, I feel you on there, but just just something about those three characters and, and their interaction that i don't know it's 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 a lot cooler to me than like the sh- the shit you see in the friday movies and even other halloween's and you know other slashers for that matter i just it's just one more thing about this film i i have i've always enjoyed uh just that, that the click of the three of them and, and you know the way they communicate and everything else there yeah you know yeah. like it, she is a little annoying but you see where i'm going
0: it's just it, it seems natural yeah. Uh, yeah, more so than than what uh, uh, movies uh, you know down the line that that this would kind of spawn would would do. Uh, it, it doesn't seem forced whatsoever. They actually seem like friends who would hang out, uh, even though they're they're different you know personalities and types. You could see how they all would fit together in their little circle. Absolutely.
3: Yeah, it's cool, and I think maybe because they have more dialogue because it's only the three of them. Then than other slashers where there's, you know, maybe six or seven, you know, characters that are fucking red shirts and what have you and a survivor.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. There's,
3: there's more time for communication. Or maybe it's just the way they talk. But uh, I don't know. It's really cool. And that's uh that's all Deborah Hill shit. All the, all, all the, all the conversations mm-hmm. between the girls was her.
0: Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Perfect. Was,
3: yeah, yeah. She was going back to her own teenage years and writing that. And, and Carpenter just concentrated a lot on,
0: on Loomis' lines. Uh-huh. Hmm, that's fitting. You know, they Annie and uh, Lori, they, they go off to babysit uh, their, their kids, and they, they're right across the street uh, from each other. And I thought right there that that setup was really cool. You really get a sense of proximity. And even though you're in this, like, big neighborhood, they're all just still right there and really close to each other. But I have to ask, it's Halloween. Both of them have babysitting gigs on Halloween. A night where, (laughs) shouldn't the parents be taking these fucking kids out to go trick-or-treating? I mean, what are the parents doing? I don't fucking understand. We learned that uh, uh, Lori's parents are out at some party. I guess maybe all of these parents are out at this fucking party. They're all at
3: the party. It's the fucking Cult of Thorn.
0: Yes. <laughs> Holy shit. The Cult of Thorn answers everything, man. That's,
3: that's the best I got, you know?
0: The the drunk doctor from part two, he says "Oh he's boy, at, Is he part of the fucking Cult of Thorn, too? It's crazy. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Right. That, that's, that's three sets of parents that are off doing something else when... Generally, they should be with their children on this day because it's it's a kids' holiday. I mean, let's face it, right. we're adults and stuff like that. But it starts out when you're when you're young, you know. Of so, course,
3: <clears throat> trick or treating the whole nine, of course, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. You're
3: yeah. right, but then the parent, you know, adults do go to Halloween parties. It is a big thing.
0: Yeah, you know, but it just it strikes me as unusual. But if if, if, it does. You, had, if you had parents around, you wouldn't have a movie. You know, it's like Friday thirteenth. You gotta. Get rid of all of the authority figures and and stuff right. like that. So it, yeah, it, it makes sense for the movie.
4: Oh yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, while all this is going on, you know, we cut back to Loomis a couple times. This motherfucker, <laughs> how how long has he waited in the bushes at the fucking Myers house? I mean, <laughs> you cut back to him a couple times, and yep, he's in the bushes. Cut back again, yep. He's just in the bushes, like <laughs> fuck, dude. They're like that's his fucking plan. Fuck. Just wait in the fucking bushes. I am not moving. Yeah. <laughs> I
3: never thought about that.
0: Oh <laughs> god, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah.
2: Chicken, go ahead, Lonnie. Go in. Hey, hey, Lonnie, get your ass away from there.
0: Whenever those, whenever the three bullies uh, come back in the movie that are picking on Tommy from earlier, they come back and, and you know, one of them's daring the other one to go into the Myers house. It's
3: fucking great. It's Lonnie Lamb.
0: Yes. And Loomis is like, hey, hey, Lonnie, get your ass away from there. I fucking I love that so much. But, so do I.
3: And, and Loomis. It doesn't sound like him at all.
0: Loomis loves it even more. The oh, yeah. joy on his face that he just scared these ten year olds is incredible. It's the only happiness you ever see out of this fucking guy. And that's true. I, I could, I could, I want a still of that of him just sitting there grinning. He's <laughs> he's so happy that he scared these fucking kids off. It's fucking oh, hilarious.
1: That's fucking great. That is his only smile in the movie. Yeah. Holy fuck! Mm-hmm. Probably his whole Loomis career. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Right. <laughs> That guy never smiles.
3: Oh, my God. It's awesome. I, I want to get a fucking T-shirt made of that. Now. Yes,
0: exactly, right? dude.
3: telling you, if I had money, there's so many fucking shirts. I think about scenes and shirts that we could fucking market, you know? <laughs> Don't tell me so many people that listen to this show would love a shirt like that. Oh, Loom is smiling? Come
0: oh, on. man, we Who the fuck it. sees that? Right? <laughs> <We're>... Come on. <laughs> Great shirt. It doesn't shit. even
3: sound like him. That's the best part. No. It doesn't even sound like a white guy to me. How about that? <laughs> I thought that every time I heard that growing up, <laughs> like, uh, I don't think that's him at all. I think they fucking dubbed some guy in there, some black dude. I I wouldn't doubt it. You know? I'm telling you, it doesn't sound like a fucking Donald Pleasant. <laughs> uh. <laughs>
0: there is a lot of ADR in this movie, especially at the end, whenever Laurie's getting you know chased down and stuff like that. So I wouldn't doubt it for one second. Okay, so Loomis is hiding out in the bushes for half the fucking movie. Later, <laughs> he just turns around, and then he sees this the the station wagon that Michael uh, stole from him. It's its literally across the street. He's been there for fucking hours, and he's only seeing it now. It's like, what? I mean, he's so focused on the house, I guess, that he never turned around and said, oh, yeah, thats that's my car that he stole. He must be around here somewhere. Did you ever catch on to that?
3: I did catch on to that, but okay. you just explained it away. But there you go. That's fucking brilliant what you said. He was that, so focused. He was one-track-minded on that fucking house and that porch and being right there. He didn't take the time yeah. to do the obvious thing. And
0: look around. It's 50 feet from him, the car. It's crazy right. to me. yeah. And it gets me. It's one of those things that gets me every time. It's like when it cuts to that scene, I know it's going to happen. And then he's just kind of hmm, turning around because he's not doing shit. He just right. turned around real slow, and I'm like, "Oh, here it comes. He's gonna see the car. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the car, you moron!" <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, but you've just made you just made it right. I'm telling yeah. you, that, mm-hmm. that's a, that's a good uh, explanation for that. That mm-hmm. his focus. Just think about how fucking obsessed and maniacal he is himself in the whole situation. Mm-hmm. It's in the realm of possibilities that he wouldn't see it there.
0: Yeah, another scene that uh, we kind of left out that I want to talk about with Loomis is near the beginning. And uh, it's at the graveyard.
5: Yeah, you know, you know, every town is something like this happen. I remember over in Russellville, old Chai Bold about 15 years ago. One night he he finished dinner and he, he excused himself from the table and he went out to the garage. And he got himself a hacksaw and then he went back into the house. And he kissed his wife and his two children goodbye. And then he proceeded. Where are we? Uh, Huh? Oh, uh, it's uh, right over here. Yeah, Myers, Judith Myers. I remember her. Couldn't believe it. Such a young boy. Larry, you lost? Why do they do it? Goddamn kids. They'd do anything for Halloween. It was Graveson? Oh, I know. Uh, Eighteen, nineteen. Judith Myers.
2: He came home.
0: And, oh yes. And, I'm glad and, you brought it up. And great, great character—the fucking, you know, the what, what, the groundskeeper or whatever you call those guys great character i fucking love this guy he's you know he's drunk he's fucking trying to tell loomis some story about some other psychopath but he loomis is clearly not having it and uh but i have to ask uh what is loomis doing there i don't i don't understand his motivation to go to the to the uh (laughs) gravesite
2: holy fuck right
0: i mean why why does he think hey Okay, Michael's back in town. I'm going to go to where his sister was buried. I mean, I guess maybe, you know, I guess he's just pulling at straws here. He has nothing. He doesn't know where he's going to go. So he's like, fuck, I guess I'll just go check the grave out. I guess. I mean, I don't know. Why else would he go there?
3: Because Well, think of it. There's no other connection. What does Michael have connected to yeah. in Haddonfield? That house and his sister. And that's it. So, yeah, may as well shut the grave just in case. Yeah, Maybe I... desecrated it or fucking whatever. This, this could be a sign. Yeah, grasping at straws, certainly.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Now... So, but I can see it, it, once again, that's in the realm of possibilities. It's not that, you know, I, you made me laugh at first because I, I never really did think of it that way. But <laughs> <laughs> someone that's fucking, like I said, as maniacal about it and, and uh, obsessed about it as he is at this point, you know, he, he's really trying to stop this before, you know, the shitstorm goes down.
0: Is Michael Myers the only thing in Loomis' life? <laughs> it certainly is. It certainly is once he escapes. Of course. But I have to wonder, before that, is Michael Myers still the only thing that he has? We don't know of any family that he has. We don't know anything else that he does. Uh, he clearly has been with this boy for 15 years. That's a huge amount of life. Uh, does he does he have any other patience? Is there, do, you know, does he does he ultimately need Michael to escape so he has something to do? You know what I
3: mean? <laughs> For his fucking whole Yes,
0: yes. Uh, <laughs> he, it, it's like he he um, actually doesn't want to catch Michael. I, I'm just guessing here. He doesn't <laughs> want to catch him. He needs to perpetuate this entire thing. Uh, uh, for him to have value in his life
3: fuck. (laughs) he's got a pretty fucking gravy job I'll tell you that (laughs) if he just has one dude all this time right think about that for a job you go and you're a psychiatrist and you get hooked up in this situation somehow and you go and the dude doesn't speak a word for fucking 15 years and there you are (laughs) that's your job go to work every day and fucking (laughs) I'll I'll take that that's a fucking gig right there man and then
0: 7 years well he's fucking evil but lock him away Fuck.
3: That's it, yeah. I'll be I'll be <laughs>
0: back every month to make sure he hasn't murdered someone because he's a he's a killer. <laughs>
3: That's about it. The fuck, your guy's obsessed. I,
0: I want to see I want to see some scenes like from part six, you know, where he's clearly retired and, and all that. And he's just, you know, he's just typing away. He's doing hobbies. (laughs) You see him in his house. I want to see that from this era of Loomis where, you know, he's like building model airplanes or (laughs) fucking, I don't know. He's really into wine or fucking coffee or something. I don't fucking know. I want to, I want to see something else that he's into because I think Michael Myers is it. I think that is his fucking life. That's all he wants to fucking talk about. he wants to convince people that that he's fucking evil and and that's it. that's all he has right? I don't know yeah,
3: it's his obsession, that's it, man, yeah. Have you ever wanted to hear the, the fucking continuation of, of the Grave Digger? Yes! Yes! yes. Every cuts, time I watch it, he, I, I wish I could hear it. <laughs> then Luke. he proceeded to go here. And then,
0: <laughs> you know? Yes! I want to hear the rest of that story. That could be like a spin-off to, to this, <laughs> or something. You know, it's Let's like... It. Okay. But but Dr. Loomis is not having it at all. He's not yeah. even paying attention. He's like, he's like, so where are we? Right, <laughs> <Just> right,
3: right. <laughs> <That's> true, right?
0: That's <laughs> true. Yep, and we, the
3: viewer, have to suffer. We'll never yeah. find out what happens in that fucking that great story.
0: I'm writing John Carpenter. I mean, I'm mean i gonna find out the rest of the Right? Shit. Yep. M- Michael takes this fucking tombstone <laughs> with him, and it it's definitely <laughs> leads to a cool effect later, but, oh, is this guy, I mean, he has, okay, he clearly hasn't been working out or anything, and, and maybe too, I don't go to graveyards too often, but Maybe tombstones don't weigh that much, but it's... it's <laughs> come God. on, it's gotta be heavy as shit, dude. I mean, no shit. how did he get that out of there? How did he get it out of the ground? <laughs> right? He didn't dig around it. It's just the, the space of where it was is gone. So he pulled this fucker up with his bare hands.
3: <laughs> Why do they do it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh... That, b- that brings up another uh thing i have is that loomis can manipulate the police so easily it's it's <laughs> almost ridiculous he gets them he gets the police to chauffeur his ass around True. anywhere he wants to go get, get in any house or whatever that he wants to get in it's no problem i mean it's not until like the end of part two where they're starting to get rid of his ass and kick him out of town <laughs> you know right. what i
3: mean yeah the federal fucking government gets involved
0: that's yeah. why <laughs> that's great yeah the had filled cops you know they'll fucking uh. yeah they'll do whatever stick around for more banana laser halloween special later tonight on the horror philly network john crappender's halloween here's a clip You know, it's totally insane. I have three movies to watch for the show, the game in the afternoon, I get my hair dyed at five, and the dances at eight. I'll be totally wiped out. Uh, I think you have too much to do tomorrow. Totally. as usual, I don't have anything to do. That's your own fault, and I don't feel a bit sorry for you. Hey, Matt! Dave! Why didn't you wait for me? We did. Fifteen minutes. You totally never showed up. That's not true. Here
1: I am. What's wrong, Alex? You're not smiling. Never smiling again. Montgomery dragged me to 30 more groups today.
0: Exploring uncharted territory? It's been totally charted. I just
1: blocked him. Good. Then I got caught throwing eggs and soaping windows. The cops are on my ass. I can't get drunk tonight.
3: Hey, wait a minute. I thought you were babysitting tonight.
1: The only reason he babysits is to have a place to- Shit. I have a place for that.
3: I forgot my notebook.
1: Who cares? I always forget my books. I forget my
0: hustler, blacktail, mature midgets, cum sluts. Oh, who needs books, anyways? I have my laptop. Isn't that Mahoney? I think he got loose.
3: I don't think so.
1: Hey, jerk! Colts kill! Can't take a joke? You
3: know, Alex, someday you're going to get all of us in deep shit.
1: Totally. I hate a guy with a wheelchair. No sense of humor. Well, are we still on for tonight? I wouldn't want to get you in deep trouble, Matt. Come on, Alex. I've been planning it all week. All right. The Wallace's leave at 7.
3: Oh, I'm babysitting for the Doyles. It's only three houses away. We can keep each other company.
1: Terrific. I got three choices. Watch the kids sleep, listen to Wazelle jerk off, or talk to you. What time? I don't know yet. I have to get out of
0: taking my stupid brother trick-or-treating.
1: Saving the treats for your cock? Funny. See ya.
0: Tonight at 10 p.m. Night Central. This film has been re-edited
5: by us.
1: You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare, huh?
0: Uh, let's talk about um, uh, something that we haven't really talked about, and that is... Uh, some Murder. Of the, some of the kills, Yeah, <laughs> Absolutely. That's exactly what I was going to get into. Murder! The, <laughs> uh, probably, I guess, uh, the first on-screen kill that we really see is is Annie, right? And the, yeah. str- the strangulation in the car. Now, this... That whole scene and the setup is awesome, awesome dude. Yeah, it, man. It, it, it goes to show you that less is more mm-hmm. and that um, the, she's walking around. She forgot her keys. It You, you know something's going to happen. Is he going to be there? Nope, he's not there. Okay, well, clearly he's going to be right here. Is he right there? No. Okay. When's it going to happen? You just know something's going to happen. It's just uh, you know looming the whole time, and it works so great for him to just be in the back of the car, and for him to have fogged it up, and
1: yeah, then man.
0: bam, that's when it happens. And all
3: fogged up. Yep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I It's it's a it's a great little bit, and and that's you know. Uh, Later on, you know, it would just be like a cut and bam, a kill, you know, stuff like that. Nobody takes their time like like that scene in this movie.
3: I've always loved the way she fucking how it's like slow mo, the way it looks, the way she falls with her fucking head tilted, you know, into the steering wheel and freaking mm-hmm. out. It's it's creepy. It really is the way the way it's done. You know, and he's making noises. Yeah. He's fucking strangler. That's fucking mm-hmm. badass. And you just see his face through the thing. And then, then she finally, you know, she finally fucking dies. And the way she falls, it's fucking creepy shit. And then the horn honking, even that's creepy. You know, just something
0: about it. It's so effective. When people get murdered in real life, it's never fantastical, right. it's never outrageous, it's right. always simple. You know and Ooh. and that's what that is. you know it's simple. He wanted to kill her, he strangles her, and that's it. It's not an elaborate thing, and it usually never is and so that and that's why this movie's terrifying because you're in suburbia, you know it's just like it's just a normal day. it happens to be Halloween, and then all of a sudden somebody shows up, the boogeyman shows up and just starts killing people. It's supposed to you know ground this in reality, and it definitely works. Do we ever see Michael's eyes through the mask in this movie at all? I don't recall ever seeing that. No. Does that happen? Okay, because I think that that was an effective choice. I don't know if they in- intentionally did it, but not seeing his eyes just made the blank face just so much uh, more effective. And and they starting in part two, they they go away from that. But uh, I couldn't recall if it if it was like that here in the first one. I made note of it this time when I watched it for this show of when is the first best clean shot of his face and it's after he strangles Linda and and yeah. p- put, puts the phone up to his face. Right. And that you, you know that yes and that was the the right time to do it. You've teased it enough, now let's see what he looks like in all its glory. It was the perfect timing for that. <clears throat>
3: Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah because that,
0: that's when the showdown starts. It's him, exactly him yes. against Lori. That's when it it starts. Everyone else is out of the way. You know, let's go. This is who he is, and and let's go. And that final chase. Oh my god, I don't understand how people say this movie is boring or slow. Oh, they're
3: fucking nuts.
0: I do not get it. I am never mm-hmm. bored watching this movie. Yes, it's seemingly slow, but it's all makes sense for the characters and if you didn't have those scenes, it wouldn't be nearly as effective. So it blows me away when people say, Oh, it's too fucking slow, all this stuff. I don't I don't get that at all. I I'm never I'm shit. never bored in this whatsoever.
3: <laughs> That's it. Fucking that these are people that have come up on movies from like nineteen ninety and on. That's their problem. It's the M T V yeah. generation and the fucking the way they edit shit now and just every... Just movies in general. And it, it's... It's sad. It's a sad commentary on fucking... What movies have become. But, mm-hmm. you know, watch fucking old Hitchcock movies. You're gonna say they're slow? There's a right. reason these people are fucking... They say Hitchcock's the master of suspense. You know what I'm saying? Go watch one of those movies. Mm-hmm. You're gonna say say it's slow? How do you not appreciate suspense?
0: Let's talk about... Uh, <laughs> Linda and Bob. Yeah, there you go. Linda and Bob. <laughs> Good shit. Uh, so they... They drive up to meet Annie at... Uh at the house that she's babysitting at right uh, they find that annie's not there after walk just walking right in annie's not there and then you know they wait they wait around for annie a little bit Lori calls and uh you know annie's not there thought she'd be back by now blah 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 they go upstairs to have sex <laughs> this is virtually a stranger's house right that they are alone in and and they're just gonna be like well You know there's a bed up there (laughs) you know i mean i guess the fear of getting caught would be a a good motivation and a turn on but it just it struck me as so strange that it's not even their (laughs) parents house they're not even supposed to be babysitting at this house they just know a friend was babysitting there and so it's like hey let's go have sex up there (laughs) that's (laughs) great it just blows me away but ah, I, I can't man. say I wouldn't do, do the same thing if I was probably in that, you know, scenario. When you're a kid. Oh, no,
3: <laughs> that's what I was going to say. You, you need a place a to go. Yeah. Fuck, to be a teenager again, of course, of course I would. Matter of fact, I would feel more comfortable doing it there than in my house or in fucking that girl's house. Because if, if I get caught by two strangers, big fucking deal. I'll, I'll run <laughs> out of the place with a fucking heart on in my underwear and get the fuck out. They don't know who I am. You <laughs>
4: know?
3: Oh, shit. I'd rather get caught there, wouldn't you? You don't want to get caught by yeah. your folks. Yeah, that makes your sense. Parents. Fuck. And you certainly don't want to fuck on your parents' bed. So take that right out of the equation, <laughs> Gross. You know?
0: yeah,
3: right? No but that's part of the fucking fun. lore of that scene. It would be fun. I mean, now I have, I have respect. I couldn't do it. And plus, I'd be afraid of legal, legal repercussions of what might happen <laughs> in my career, you know?
4: First we go inside, right? Then
3: we'll just talk a little. And then Annie will distract Lindsay. That's when we go upstairs to the first bedroom on the left.
1: You got it? Okay. First I rip your clothes off.
3: <laughs> I don't rip my blouse. It's expensive, idiot.
1: Then you rip my clothes off. Then we rip Lindsay's clothes off. Yeah, I think I got it.
3: Totally. <laughs> <laughs> but how about this? Do you realize that Bob says, when they're talking all that, they're, they're having, they're drinking a beer in the car, and they're playing around, they're having their talk, and, and anyway... She says, uh, he says something. He goes, and then he says, and then, then we'll rip off Lindsay's clothes or something. He yeah, you. and she doesn't say shit. <laughs> yeah. What the? I think he fucked up. I think he meant to say Annie. That's oh, what I think.
0: Oh, see, he.
3: It had to be a budget thing. They just said, fuck it. No one's going to notice or let's not reshoot it. I, they, I can't imagine they would do that on purpose. And she didn't even react to it.
2: You know,
0: who Right. Echo <laughs> <online like> that? <laughs> that's that's what amazed me is that he just threw that out there and she didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> and she might be into it. I don't know. I... You probably meant to say Annie.
3: Yeah. You know, he's probably going for that, but
0: you fucked uh, up. Speaking of uh, what's her name, Lindsay, the little girl.
4: Lindsay. Uh, yeah.
0: I, uh, <laughs> I I looked her up on IMDb, and she, you know what she's doing now? She's no. fucking. She's on like a real housewives of fucking wherever kind of show or something what? like that. Yeah, look her up. Yeah, I look will. look her up oh. now and and she you know, she's not too bad looking either. Really? Uh, yeah, she's on
3: Wallace. Huh? Yeah,
0: she's on one of those fucking shows that blew me away. Okay, so they have sex. Uh, oh, it's
3: great. Bob,
0: give me another beer, Bob, Bob. They're yeah. fucking around. And right. Bob, you know, he, he lumbers out of there. He's kind of a whatever, kind of a doof. And this uh, is definitely my favorite kill of the movie. This I don't I don't know how you feel about it, but mm-hmm. uh, when when Michael surprises him, you know he's doing the whole back and forth thing in the kitchen. Michael seemingly comes out of nowhere, and then and plugs him to the wall. I don't know logistically how well this would <laughs> actually work, but for uh, for aesthetics, it's great. And he's hanging there, and Michael does the little the head tilt. It's and great. that that whole exchange is fucking brilliant. Definitely, uh, the best kill of the flick.
3: Yep, I, I agreed. Banana split.
0: Boom. But, there you yep. go. Banana split right there. Yep.
3: Straight up, it's great because he fucking picks him up and holds him up. Does he pick him up with one arm or, or both? I, I want to say he does it with one fucking arm, one hand.
0: Shit, if he can lift that fucking tombstone out of the ground and carry yeah. it to
3: the back <laughs> to the car,
0: then shit, he can definitely <laughs> pick up uh, fucking Bob
3: exactly yeah fuck bob exactly so he puts him up there and
0: that head tilt yeah it it works great in this part and it's something that they bring back for the sequels and stuff and it never ever works uh like it does here it just seems out of place sometimes and and stuff like that but here it's definitely uh it's definitely right for the moment it's perfect Uh,
3: yes yeah Yeah. and it doesn't work anywhere else no except it kind of it kind of works when jason does it but
0: you know yeah uh-huh yeah (laughs) yeah, definitely
3: (laughs) cute bob real cute see anything you like what's the matter can i get your ghost bob All right, come on. Where's my beer? Well, can't you answer me?
4: Okay, do will answer me. Oh, are you weird?
0: So then, Michael goes upstairs, you know, to you know, whatever. Get get to uh, Linda. Uh, this iconic image of him standing there with a sheet over his head. And the glasses on. Now, I'd love, absolutely love this, but I have to ask would Michael Myers actually do this? I don't think that he would be this kind of playful. I don't, there's nothing in this movie that I see that would make him want to kind of taunt the person that he's going to kill at all, you know? I I found it strange. I I absolutely love it. I think it looks great. It's a great image and and stuff like that, but it, it I think it's out of character. What do you think?
3: No, I I agree on both points. Okay. I think it's a great scene and I also agree that there's nothing that suggests in his personality that that he would act in that manner.
0: No. And yeah. and they they made it work. They're really teetering on the edge of being corny or taking it uh, you know, too far, uh, but it works. Um, y- you know what I mean? It's like it, he's doing something outlandish. And I know he wears a mask and all that stuff, but for him to put on a, a sheet, a ghost sheet, <laughs> you know, <laughs> over that, it's like, eh, it's a little silly. And then act like Bob by putting the glasses on. Right. Yeah, It's a little far-fetched.
3: It is far-fetched, but it's fucking, it's a classic scene in horror. I love it.
0: Classic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the see anything you like, Bob. Oh, get the it fuck too. out of here! Right, That's right. Great, it oh. is great. That was, and I've so- always
3: wanted to do it to somebody—not kill them, but I've always wanted to <laughs> walk away and come back with fucking glasses and a sheet on on a Halloween night and see what the with the reaction I would get was.
0: That is the exact kind of shit that my girlfriend likes to do. Uh, awesome. ca- case in point, I think it's like Paranormal Activity three, uh, and there's a scare where there's a babysitter. Uh, uh, seemingly, one of the kids yes. uh, uh, walks up <laughs> behind her in, in a sheet. Yeah, it's great. And, but then it turns out that there's no one there. You know, the sheet yep. collapses or whatever. Okay, so my girlfriend and I watch this movie, and the movie's over. You know, we're sitting there still watching TV. She goes to the restroom, and she doesn't come back for a while. And I happen to look over my shoulder, and there's this <laughs> sheet <laughs> uh, with a person under it. And awesome. I'm, and it's my girlfriend, obviously. But I'm just like, you know, for a split second, I was like, what the hell? And then I was just like, "Aha, uh-huh, you got me, real funny. I turn back around, keep watching TV. And then it becomes a game of, well, who's going to crack first? She's <laughs> she's still standing there. I look back, still there. Okay. Yeah, real funny, babe. I got it. Okay. And then <laughs> she does it for five minutes and then slowly walks out of the room and then comes back in later It's is like, hey. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, uh, I, yeah, that was you. Okay, I know it was you. What are you talking about? <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> you know, that's the kind of shit my girlfriend does, and that's, that's great. What makes her fucking awesome. <laughs>
3: Good for you. Yeah, that's great, man. That's fucking great. I, one time, I came home from work early. My wife didn't know I was coming home. I like the surprise. It's just what I like to do. So I got out of work early. I came home. She was in the shower. Of course, the first fucking thing that runs through my mind is I'm going to go fucking grab the big fucking Michael Myers fucking Norman Bates knife, put on a fucking, put on a fucking wig in one of her clothes, <laughs> and fucking pull back the fucking shower and hold up the fucking knife. Oh my God. And scare the fucking shit out of her. Not because if she got mad at me, it would be the end of the world, but I decided that what if I scared her to the point that she had hit me? And what if the knife was to slide into one yes. of us and some terrible accident would happen? That's the only reason I didn't do it, you know? And so anyway, later on, she gets, she comes out of the shower and I'm home and whatever. And I say, by the way, I was going to do this and this, you know, <laughs> explain it to her. Would you have gotten mad? And she goes, oh, no, you should have. That would have been cool. So I kind of feel bad I didn't do it. But who knows what would happen. But at least my wife was, you know. Cool enough that it wouldn't right. fucking piss her off that much.
0: Yeah, to where she would have huh? just immediately punched you in the face or something.
3: Yeah, who knows? you got a big-ass knife like that. You know, and who needs their fucking woman mad at them for a fucking a day or two or whatever?
0: <laughs>
3: no, <laughs> I, <yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> well, one day. One day I'll get her ass. Whatever. Now, Bob and Linda got whacked. Yep. Big.
0: Yep, strangles the shit out of Linda on the floor. Oh, fuck. That's what? great, too. Yep. It's and and Lori thinks it's uh, Annie's sex moans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. pretty cool shit. Uh-huh. But then, like we said, then the final chase really kicks off. It you know it revs up, it calms down, it revs up, it calms down, mm-hmm. uh, and so it's a 20 minute sequence. But uh, there's just so many highs in it, and then it pulls pull you know pulls back down to give you another high later. It's great. I fucking love it. Uh, and and Lori gets in, gets in some good hits on Michael. I mean, whenever she yeah. stabs him with the 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 needle, and yeah. I mean that that makes me fucking grab my neck almost every time because right? that's just like so. Cr- I think I've talked about before this, the the slicing of the necks, the anything with the neck. For some reason, it's just like it seems more more real to me. You know what I mean? So, right. uh, there's a great moment that happens where after. Lori goes to uh, whatever house that Annie was babysitting at sees all the dead bodies and stuff and the the orgy of bodies that just <laughs> kind but of kind of appear um the fun house
3: yeah <laughs> yeah
0: exactly it's you know? uh, yeah the doors just open and bodies just fall out of it <laughs> <laughs> unwillingly or, uh, yeah but then she runs back to the uh uh to her house and she's been locked out she she throws a pot, potted plant up the window to wake up Tommy. Whatever she's screaming, right. she's banging on the door. Now Michael is walking towards her, and he's not running. No, nope. but he's also not walking like really slow. No,
3: you not know? like he wasn't too no. Right. No, and, and
0: that's what that's why I made note of this time. I'm like, well, he's right. not doing that fucking that crawl that fucking right. Dick Warlock does in part two.
4: Exactly. And,
0: you know, it, it, it's it's a walk that makes sense. You mm-hmm. know, because of who he is. It does that little moment right there should have been a lot higher because it ended with her inside. And it should have ended with uh, her being filmed from the outside and shutting the door, and you see the door shut on the outside. Instead, you see the door shut on the inside, and that little moment just isn't as climactic as it should be. It's just a little nitpick that I had.
3: I never thought about that, Yeah. yeah.
0: If they would have filmed it from the outside, from Michael's kind of point of view, not literally, but it would have been more tense you know what i mean it starts uh filming inside and then she closes the door it's just a little nitpick you know it
3: would have been cool to to revisit the the pov like they did in the beginning Mm -hmm. of michael later on in the film Mm -hmm. yeah that would have been cool i never thought about that
0: yeah yeah michael gets in you know she attacks him with the pen or the needle uh the chase goes upstairs we see the all this iconic stuff of him yeah, bust, busting through the fucking closet Yeah. That, true. Uh, it just looks great uh she ends up stabbing him <laughs> you know she talks to the kids tells them to get yep. the fuck out of here and that classic moment where he fucking sits up she's in the <sighs> foreground fuck. that fucking shit i mean that that just blew my mind the first yeah. time i saw that and it fucking still does every mm-hmm. time i see it yeah it it works so good it's it's fucking ridiculous i mean yep. i don't know what else to say about it but then the kids running out triggers triggers loomis because he's just been wandering the streets fucking, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fucking right. skipping down like I hope fucking michael myers shows up you know yeah hanging uh, out
3: with cops fucking telling stories you know <laughs> yeah.
0: and so he, come, he comes in to save the fucking day and, and shoots fucking michael off the balcony <laughs> and I shot him six times and, <laughs> <eight>. <laughs> awesome. and and also I counted this time I'd never paid attention to that before But you know just cause we were recording this I was like I'm right. gonna count Was that six right. shots yeah. Right. yeah definitely six shots But uh, yep. yeah shoots the bastard Off the fucking balcony Now here's something I had uh, A problem with uh, Lori is distraught She's sitting there She's all fucked up from the chase and she says a line that I still to this day have a question on what she says exactly. And, and let me know if you feel the same. Uh, she says something to the effect of, was it the boogeyman? What's the boogeyman? Do you know what I'm talking about, <laughs> you, that line? Of course I know that line, yeah. Okay, now what does she say in your opinion?
4: What's the boogeyman? As a matter of
0: fact... It was.
3: It was the boogeyman.
0: It was. The, okay. That's what I settled on because uh, Because of what Loomis says back to her. You right. know, he's like, I I believe that it was or something like that. It's a mental
1: effect. But it what? Was. Yes. Okay. <laughs>
0: but what you hear is, what's the boogeyman to me? Um, and that never, I wish they would have fucking ADR'd that or something. That's just one of the little things that irks me because it's such an iconic uh, moment. And for it not to come through clear like that, I always found bothersome.
3: Hmm. I used to. But now I think it works better this way because it seems more true to life. She's distraught. She's crying. Oh, yeah. She's trying to speak. And it's almost like she says (laughs) that old fucking uh, thing, "'Twas the night before Christmas." It's almost like she says, Twas the boogeyman. <laughs> Twas the boogeyman. <laughs> that should be a shirt, too. Twas the boogeyman. You know, there's. <laughs> oh,
0: Twas the boogeyman. <laughs>
3: yeah, because she's crying. She's, you know, she she just about spits it out. She's fucking all distraught, been through hell. She's all a fucking emotional wreck. And she was like, was the boogeyman, you know? Yeah. She's like fucked up. Mm-hmm. So I used to feel like you do, but now just thinking about, you know, the human psyche and what she's been through and everything, it, it almost seems more believable that she says it that way. But I also <laughs> used to think if that she asked him, Was it the boogeyman?
0: Yes, yes. Because that's, the way yeah. she
3: spits it out is a mm-hmm. little muddled.
0: Yes, but you just <laughs> fixed it for me. That makes perfect sense. The way you just
3: was the boogeyman.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Uh, But how about this You know what I found Really cool How he gets shot The first time By Mm -hmm. Loomis And the mask comes off
0: Oh yeah That's right Yeah we didn't hit Touch on that Yeah Mm
3: -hmm. The mask comes off You see him There's different stories About this Because Some people say That he looks like He's fucking a little bit Deformed in the one eye Or something But John John Carpenter insists That it's your mind Playing a trick on you And he doesn't Maybe the guy's Just a little ugly And that's just the way He fucking describes
0: it It's like a shadow or something. I don't know. Uh, the way he's Maybe lit. Nick
3: Castle has a little fucking eye thing. I don't know. I mean, he doesn't want to fucking, you know, poke fun at him. I don't mm.
4: know. Now, why... What...
3: It does look a little off. But the point I was going to get was not just that his mask came off, that even after getting blasted in the face like that, he puts the mask back on. Yes. That's speak... what I said earlier. He can't kill without the mask. It's his fucking... He has to have that back on to feel fucking... I don't know. Like... Yes.
0: Evil. It's a, it's a security blanket. Even though he's in danger, uh, yeah. instead of instead of fleeing or attacking or anything, the first thing he has to do is put the mask back on. Definitely. I, I love that moment. Yes, a- me and, too. And I also like the fact that... I mean, I, th- I found it strange that they used an actor, a different actor just for that part. I guess it makes sense because they wanted somebody uh, to look kind of... Um, not just young, but like an innocent, you know what I mean? Because uh, really he's like, he's still that little boy, even though he's physically grown and stuff like that. He's still that boy that you see uh, at the end of the first sequence, you know? And so uh, they wanted to match that kind of look. That's the, that's the way I took it.
3: That's pretty cool. And I didn't know that it was a different actor.
0: Oh yeah. You didn't. Yeah. The entire film, it's somebody totally different. And on that scene, where you see his face, they put somebody else in the mask. It's
3: just not that, the castle. No just shit. that
0: one scene, yeah. Huh? Yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't know their names, oh. you know, Come so up I with can't. Trivia. There yeah. you go.
3: Y'all mm-hmm. got some. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> nice. And yeah, I I knew the the thing about the the eye and how he looked funny, and mm-hmm. but I also have read a quote saying uh, about Carpenter saying that, so I always just took it as. You know, it was a lighting thing and it's oh. a shadow, and, but who knows? I mean, it never really comes up again, so I never thought about it. Well, how about
3: this? How about in the beginning, when Michael first escapes, and he runs up the car, and he fucking runs up, and you see his face—is that the same guy that's shown at the end, or is that Nick Castle? Because when I was watching the commentary, Carpenter said that's Nick Castle.
0: Uh, yeah. I mean. As far as I know, that is Nick Castle, but you hmm, know, he, I got to freeze frame that
3: shit. You yeah, see, he oh, knew oh.
0: he knew that you wouldn't get a clear enough look at him. You know, uh-huh. it'd be so quick. So, you know, whereas at the end, it's more of a a prominent, you know, viewing of his face. Of course, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. But that's cool. I guess there was a reason for it, like you said, of a certain look on him.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas you know, Nick Castle, you know brought the physical acting with the body, which we all know is, I mean, I don't know. We all know, but it's, it's difficult, you know? That's why guys like Kane Hodder play Jason four times, because they're so good at the, just acting with their body, you know, and right. and not even their face, you know, so. Oh, uh, and he was, the,
3: Nick Castle, the whole fucking thing, his, his stance, his the way he moved, mm-hmm. everything, fucking nothing's been done since in, in no. that series. It, it, it's, once again, it's another situation with a, in a movie where every fucking piece of the puzzle comes together perfect, and mm-hmm. I've said it before about other movies, and this is certainly one of those. Uh,
0: the, the one scene stands out to me where he's clearly the best guy to play Michael Myers is the scene uh, closer to the beginning when Tommy is getting picked on by the bullies. And I mentioned this earlier, and one of the bullies comes down and runs into Michael. Michael right. grabs him, but then uh, Tommy walks away. And Michael follows him along the fence, and just the way he positioned his hand, he—it's almost like he kind of runs it down the fence, but not really—and then just kind of follows him. His mm-hmm. whole movement on that uh, part really sold it to me. Whereas uh, in the sequels and stuff, they just get way more robotic, you yeah. know. And he really seemed like a person right then, following Tommy, you know, yeah. down, down the sidewalk. So uh, yeah, and then you know there, here we are at the end. Uh, uh, Loomis yeah, goes, goes. <laughs> Loomis goes out, you know, and and you see that fucking. Uh, is it this one where you see the fucking outline in the grass, or is that part two? I can't fucking remember.
3: I think it's part two.
0: Yeah, yeah, okay. You see, you see the, it's it's almost like a Bugs Bunny kind of thing. Right. But anyway, <laughs> anyways, we'll get there. Uh, yeah, so he's gone. He has been shot six times, he's been stabbed at least twice, he's fallen off of a you know, two story house, and still he's able to immediately get up and walk away. I guess that's what makes this fucker evil. But how does he do it? I mean
3: He's fucking evil, and that's the thing about that's what's great about Loomis and Donald Pleasant's performance there, that the fucking look he gives, he wasn't one bit surprised at it.
0: Yes, uh that look you know? is great at the end. Yeah. He's just like Yep, it, it. He's like he's not shocked whatsoever <laughs> that right. he fucking got up. You know, it's crazy. It, mm-hmm. it, he's so good on that part. Yeah, definitely.
3: Yeah, it, absolutely.
0: But then you get the, ah. the breathing.
3: Yeah. And then
0: man. you you see everywhere that they were in the final chase, and they keep backing up location 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 yep. until finally yeah. you get to the fucking Myers house. Yeah. And he's just you just hear his breathing and yeah. holy shit and then credits fuck dude that's yeah. so awesome i mean it it gives you it, it just it, it works on so many levels it freaks you the fuck out because it makes you think yeah this guy is fucking out there in suburbia you know right. i'm i'm in suburbia right now you know right. watching this shit it fucking works so perfectly it's great dude oh. just great
3: is this the best ending ever for a horror movie because from where i sit it is
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think of something (laughs) You put me on the spot, I'm trying to think of something Uh, And right now, I definitely can't I mean, it's just, it's so satisfying Because, (laughs) I mean, it just leaves you uh, With the exact feeling that you would have Throughout this whole movie, you know And, And it's just a stunner It's a fucking stunner
3: it's fucking it, tremendous mm-hmm. and you know every I forget about this movie as many times as I've seen it. I don't want to say I forget about it but I I, I forget the feeling it invokes until I watch it that feeling I get on that night when I put that movie in and I watch that movie and it ends and I said it on the skeleton too when I talk about it uh, one time we were talking about Halloween and something and I was on there and I said something I go when that movie fucking ends I feel like I fucking it had an orgasm <laughs> It's fucking... It's the most satisfying fucking thing. That movie ends and I'm just sitting there fucking afterglow, you yeah, know?
0: Just brilliant. Aces all around. Oh. Uh, I definitely give this movie a fucking five. It's no question. Oh, it'll yeah. And fucking peel it back. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, I mean, that. that's probably obvious. Uh, but oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> that, but you gotta say awesome.
2: it. Absolutely.
3: It yeah. is. Hey, man. It's fucking it's Halloween. There's only one not give a fuck what Rob Zombie says, you know? <laughs> There's yeah. no, that's
2: it. I met him 15 years ago. I, I was told there was nothing left, no reason, no uh, conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of life or death, of, of good or evil, right or wrong. With this blank, pale, emotionless face and... The blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. Michael?
3: Banana laser?
2: Don't go to
0: Haddonfield. Banana laser? God damn you. Hello, banana laser? not He's not human!
2: I don't know what
0: death is. Thank you for listening to the Banana Laser Podcast. Please be sure to check out horophilia.com for a full archive of all of our previous episodes, as well as other great podcasts, like the Skeleton Crew, My Bloody Podcast, and many more. Please be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Banana Laser Show. Also join our Facebook group page at facebook.com slash groups slash banana Laser. That's where the real lasers come out. Be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, where we post trailers, movies, and more. Interact with us. Please send us a voicemail at 314-720-8842 or send us an email at bananalaser at gmail.com. You can also find us on iTunes and Stitcher. Again, thanks for listening, and keep on bananaing. Something like that.
4: Happy Halloween, everybody!